Welcome to the Monkey Mind Podcast, your number one platform for athletes and mental health. Hosted by myself, Danny Perez. This is episode 81 featuring CJ Hart. CJ is in his graduate year on the men's lacrosse team at St. Anselm College in Manchester, New Hampshire. But before we get to today's episode, we have a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Daily Dose CBD Inc. Daily Dose CBD Inc. creates full-spectrum CBD products ranging from tinctures, bombs, and dog treats. Research has shown that CBD has successful results in aiding in the following areas. Anti-inflammation, anxiety, PTSD, help with breaking addiction, neuroprotection, epilepsy, arthritis, chronic pain, and sleeping disorders. Daily Dose meets an extremely safe and effective product that we know you will love, enjoy, and benefit from. Daily Dose has given Monkey Mind listeners 15% off all their orders. Head over to DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off all your orders at DailyDoseCBDInc.com. Yeah, we got CJ Hart, senior goaltender on the St. Anselm's men's lacrosse team. Uh, Welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on. Yeah, if you could just introduce yourself and uh, tell everybody who you are and just a little bit about your background and, um, yeah, just what you're up to these days. So, as I said, I'm senior right now at St. Anselm College. I'm actually in my fifth year at St. Anselm College. I'm studying finance and accounting. I'm on the men's lacrosse team here, and then I also started a mental health project here at school called the Head Game Project. I co-founded that with another former athlete that was on the women's lacrosse team, Allie Irish, who graduated last year. And currently right now, I'm just balancing fall ball, working on the head game project where I peer-to-peer advocacy, a group of people who can help intra-team mental health problems, and then also with the help of professionals as well to be able to aid those students uh, when professional help's needed. That's awesome. What, uh, what got you started in that project? That's, that's really cool you guys are doing that. Honestly, uh, it was probably a fed up moment that uh, I started the project. It wasn't definitely like, oh, I want to do this. It was kind of my last resort in my mental health journey where I was like, I don't think that all the stuff that I'm doing right now is working. But maybe if I try a method that, you know, one hand can wash the other, if I put my effort in to be able to help all these other students, that'll in turn help me. And that's uh, that actually worked out that way pretty well. So uh, when I concentrate effort into you know helping these other student athletes through the head game project I help myself out as well so it's a it's definitely a win there yeah no that's unreal man um that's really cool that you're doing that and um just the story behind it and if you can just kind of give context if you feel like sharing um feel comfortable about just kind of your mental health journey and some of the stuff that you've gone through and um I guess and then segue into that with the whole project and dive into to all that and what what exactly you guys are doing with that yeah, definitely. I, um, I definitely feel comfortable. And I think it's, uh, I think it's a lot of people's jobs now to actually really, you know, be comfortable about talking about mental health. That's one of the parts of the project is uh, creating that comfortability about talking about mental health. It's mainly with athletes. So what we focus on is basically telling them, you know, it's like going into the training room, you know, you roll your ankle, you're going to go get a tape, you're going to go out to practice, it should be the same exact thing with mental health, you should be able to freely and openly talk about it. And uh, that wasn't the case for me when I initially started out. I didn't really know that, you know, what mental health complications were, because I think it started for me, you know, at a pivotal age, I was going into high school, I was, uh, you know, played sports, uh, played a bunch of sports, played hockey, played lacrosse, 
uh, did a little bit of golf too. wasn't very good though. That only lasted about a year, but, uh, you know, played sports where you had to be tough. You had to be physical. You had to be, you know, a gritty person and, you know, same thing grew up at home that way with, uh, with my parents. And the way that it really started for me was, uh, there was a point where, you know, you get to high school, you meet a new group of people and, uh, I was getting picked on a little bit, just, uh, you know, my appearance and my weight and stuff like that. So I, you know, decided to make a change. I got really into working out really into, you know, nutrition, stuff like that, uh, probably to the point of where I got a little bit too into it. And uh, it was kind of mixed there that, you know, led me down a pretty bad path of eating disorders. So I had, um, you know, bulimia going on, binge eating, all that stuff going on. And, you know, the world that I grew up in, uh, males, especially, uh, you know, not supposed to be dealing with that. So I, you know, had to really internalize a lot of that stuff. And carrying that weight on your shoulders is, you know, pretty tough, especially at a young age and, you know, especially something you can't really talk about. So I had that going on and, you know, throughout high school, going to practices here and there with a really, you know, attitude that you're not happy with what's going on outside of practice and stuff like that, where it's supposed to be your escape. And if it's the only thing that you really got, and that was the case for me, especially with the cross, I kind of put all my eggs in one basket. I had all this stuff going on with, you know, eating, depression you know, other issues that I was dealing with relationships and stuff like that, that really, you know, pushed me down even further because it wasn't going well in my life. And the escape that I was supposed to have through sports wasn't there. And that was like a really big problem for me. And it led all the way coming into college. Uh, it was probably my worst part, my freshman year of college, where, you know, another time of, you know, new place away from home, new friends, all this stuff like that. Also a new scene too. Uh, college is definitely a little different than high school, especially on the weekends and stuff like that. So you have some other added stuff in there that really adds to, you know, the depression aspect of it, the anxiety aspect of it. And still at that point, I really wasn't trying to, you know, label anything like that. Cause I think it's still really hard to be able to just accept what's going on. And the truth of the matter was that if I probably accepted it earlier, I could have tackled it earlier and, you know, fought that battle a little sooner, but I'm here now, so I can't go back in time. And I think that, you know, it led up and it got progressively worse to the point of where it was, I was having suicidal thoughts. I was having problems eating. Uh, I was doing self-harm, which is something I never thought that I would do. It's something that you never, anyone ever thinks that they do until it happens. And it's kind of like an, oh, like a, you know, oh crap moment. And I hit that wall uh, a bunch of times and still through that trying to balance, you know, having friends, being on a team, being practice and being a leader, it just, you know, it weighs down and I had no outlet for that. So it kind of led me to, you know, creating an outlet for others through the head game project that really, you know, helped me uh, learn all this stuff to be able to tell other people at the same time as I'm learning, really, you know, internalize that and fight my own battle with the stuff that I was learning for them. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, obviously it's, I'm happy to hear that you're obviously still around and, um, you know, I'm sorry to hear that you were going through all that, but I love your perspective on it and taking the resource that you would have wanted for yourself and now supplying it for other athletes. And, you know, I can just tell that you have a, a mentality that when something's going wrong, you like to fix it. And, you know, I think, you you know, a lot of athletes can relate to the fact that, you know, you have your outlet that and that's your sport. And everyone loves the the things that they do with their sport. And, and there comes a point where that's also becomes an added stress. And a lot of college athletes can you know, resonate with that message as well. And I think that it's just, it comes to a point where if your one outlet isn't, you know, 
being that for you anymore and it's not that happy place and then you're in a setting like college it can just take a downward spiral and I think that's something that a lot of athletes don't really talk about and it's a trap that maybe isn't you know expressed as much um, so I'm happy that you're bringing light to that because I feel like I, I've definitely been sucked in that where you know hockey was my escape and you know then it wasn't for a while and then it's just like okay well, what else do I have and then you start to you know go down other paths that aren't really the best for you. And then that's when you really start to, to go downward. And, um, you know, I'm happy that you're able to be so vulnerable and open about this stuff because it's just the reality of it. And it's just how it goes. And, um, but it doesn't have to always be that way. And you can find ways to, you know, find other outlets and other positive things to kind of keep you in the right headspace. So um, I appreciate your vulnerability with all that. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just something that, that can be evident in a lot of people's lives. And um, with the, with the project that you're working on kind of dive into, you know, the specifics of all that and how, you know, that's been taking off and um, just kind of like the resources that you guys are offering and, and just kind of dive into all of it. Yeah. So I think the, you know, what you said is perfect. I think, uh, you know, yeah, it's awesome to be vulnerable about that. And on when I thought, you know, when I was younger, I thought it was like the thing to do to like be tough was just, just handle it. But I really realized that, you know, the tough part and like being tough about it is speaking up and talking about it. Cause you know, like the way that, you know, a guy grows up or someone grows up is that you got to internalize that stuff. You can't really speak up about that. And I think that the hardest part was speaking up about it. So uh, I already knew that like, I was a tough guy. I play goalie in lacrosse, which is probably one of the most uh, unrewarding positions in uh, <laughs> yeah. all of sports, but uh, I make, I make do with it. So it's definitely a, an added physical factor there. So I know my physical was there, but yeah. once I started mentally getting tough, it all started connecting. But, uh, you know, I took all, I took, I was baptized by fire with the mental health because mm -hmm. once I brought it to the head game project, I could really identify stuff that was going on. Like was saying stuff that was resonating with me, stuff that I deal as an athlete, you know, like going to practice after a bad day, being able to, you know, bring it and being able to, you know, really have that as a positive thing because just like you said like when that escape's not working for you like there's especially at college there's a lot of other stuff that people can you know quote unquote escape to that's never gonna never gonna work in the mm -hmm. end so I really try to you know hope uh kids can speak up whether that be to another teammate uh through the head game project we have all teams covered with a representative so everyone on campus uh is a representative that's on a uh, varsity team so they send, you know, weekly messages to their team about updates that we have, whether we have a speaker come in and talk. Uh, we recently just got a um, mental health counselor for teams. It's very similar to the training, like uh, athletic trainer aspect where, you know, they cover a bunch of different teams, but it's more, you know, focused on individuals. So teams now have that at their disposal where they have one person that they can look to for their physical injuries in the training room and then one for their mental health, um, you know, mentally. So they have two there. And that was a big thing for us. And now currently we're just working on um, getting more speakers. Just last week, we had a nutritionist, uh, which as I mentioned earlier uh, in the podcast, that's something that really resonated with me. That's something that I personally struggled with. And then we also had a sports psychologist come in and talk to uh, you know a lot of people over Zoom. Zoom's awesome nowadays because you can get a bunch of people, you can get hundreds of people on Zoom and yep. you don't need to reserve a space or anything like that. So that's what we've been working with. And just weekly updates, just being able to, you know, keep it peer to peer, but then also knowing, you know, identifying signs on a professional needs to be involved in stuff like that. So keeping it peer to peer, knowing people, you know, having people speak up. And I think I've gotten really used to doing it uh, over these past couple of years. Uh, you know, back in the day, I'd be telling the story and I'd probably be, you know, a little choked up and welled up in tears, but that's not the case anymore because 
if I'm going to ask other people to be able to be open about it and be transparent, I got to be the same exact way. So I'm used to it now and I'm excited that I can talk about it the same way as I can talk about, you know, my hip or my knee hurting, Mm -hmm. because I think that's what everyone should be able to do. And, you know, if I can get that impact on one person, hopefully the next person can impact that person next to them. It can just be a trickle down effect. So that's our main goal for the head game project and especially my main goal with mental health. Man, that's absolutely unreal. I love everything everything that you just said. Um, I think that it's really awesome that you're providing all those resources for for everybody um, that you're working with because I think that's the most important thing. I think one thing is that at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself, and it's on you to make the necessary life changes within your you know within your life that are going to help you mentally. With that being said, I think there's a lack of understanding behind the mental health side of things. And there's a lack of resources. So the fact that you're able to provide these 12 student athletes is unbelievable because now they're gaining information as to why they're going through what they're going through. You're creating a safe space for them to discuss what they're, what they're feeling, which how can you get any feedback if you're not able to communicate what you're going through? So it's just going to sit with your thoughts. It's going to dive you deeper and deeper. Um, and now you can, now you're providing these outlets, safe outlets and resources for people to understand what they're going through, be able to verbalize it or vocalize it and, you know, receive feedback. And then, you know, from that point on it, it's on them to do the work and and handle what they got to handle, which I think is an important thing to mention that you're not going to, no one's going to get yourself out of what you're going through, but you, Um, but by you allowing these people to create this safe space and, you know, allow these resources to, you know, speak up and people to be vulnerable. I think that's absolutely incredible that you're doing that and um, something that needs to be done more often. And it's going to, it's coming, but I just wanted to commend you for that because that really is a, a great thing that you guys are doing over there. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And I think uh, I think it's like a good response from people, too, because it's easier, I think, when it's similar age where stuff's going on, because, you know, we could have someone that has a bunch of PhDs, a bunch of, uh, you know, plaques on their wall behind them about Mm -hmm. what they studied and all that stuff. And yeah, that's awesome. But if you have someone that you see out of campus, you see at the dining hall, you see someone that's going through it and you can look up to that person and be like, they're in the same exact boat that I'm at. They're at the same school. They're an athlete, they're doing all this stuff. And that's what really hits home is when, you know, the person that you can relate to the most is opening up about it, then that'll be easier for them. Because sometimes it's, it's intimidating, honestly, to just try to like talk to a grown adult that, you know, doesn't understand what you're going through. Maybe they weren't an athlete, maybe they weren't doing this, but the student to student stuff is definitely awesome because you can really have that personalized effect. Exactly. And to go off that, like you said about yourself, is that, you know, at first you would get choked up and talk about it and feel a little uncomfortable at times. And now here you are on this podcast talking about it openly for people to listen to. And, you know, you're having a normal conversation with me about it as we should, you know, and it's just like you're now someone that people can look at and say, oh, like he's doing fine. Like he's able to discuss this and he's in a good place right now. And and I think that's also important going off what you said, like all, all the plaques of the degrees and all that are great, but you're a person who's just like everybody else. And, you know, you're not a professional in the industry of how to cure it all, but you're helping yourself and you're living proof that, Hey, like I was in a bad spot, but now, you know, I've worked on this and I've, you know, been vulnerable. I've spoken about it. I've, I've utilized resources. I've, I've asked for help and you're now you're able to talk about, it, and that gives hope to other people who are maybe not thinking that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So um, I think that that's awesome as well. Just kind of, you know, going off that initial point of having that peer to peer, like you're, you know, a beacon of life for a lot of people who are going through either the same thing that you were or, or something different, but Hey, it's all the same thing in the end. It's all struggling mentally. And um, for you to be that person that's like standing strong and saying, Hey, like 
you got to fight the good fight and keep going is, is awesome. And it's get, definitely going to provide a lot of people with, you know, positive of light, uh, you know, at the end of the tunnel for them. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, as far as kind of the future of the head game project, where do you see um, things heading that way? Definitely want to be able to make it a, uh, you know, a larger thing. Uh, we're in the NE10 conference right now for, uh, for sports. And uh, I really couldn't have gotten uh, thus far without the, uh, the girl that I started this with, Allie Irish. She was awesome. And she was, uh, you know, just as passionate, if not more passionate about uh, what's going on with mental health and especially with athletes and stuff like that. So her and I are definitely, she's graduated now, but her and I are talking about kind of, you know, making this a thing, making mm -hmm. it, you know, we started small, we, we conquered St. Anselm and now we want to be able to get this to the NE10. We want to be able to, you know, it's a pretty simple process. You got to, you know, two or three people that are passionate about mental health. You find one person on each, you know, varsity or club team, and you just have that person be a representative and be passionate about mental health. It's not a large responsibility. It's, um, you know, it's pretty rewarding. And that's not why we do it. It's not for the reward, but you feel good afterwards, especially mentally, because you know that you're impacting someone else in a positive way. So with the future with it, definitely get everything, you know, polished out and, you know, dot some I's, cross some T's at St. A's. But we want to be able to get it through the NE10 and then even down the road, get it everywhere else. And if people wanted to get in contact with you um, to be representative at their school or with their program, what would be the best contact uh, or best contact information or way of co them contacting you? Probably my uh, email, uh, C-H-A-R-T, the number five, the number eight, the number eight, the number five at gmail.com. That's the best email to reach me to be able to talk about the head game project and inquiries and stuff like that. Awesome. As far as your mental health journey, what you've, um, you know, with the resources that you've utilized, what are some of the things that maybe you do on a day-to-day -day basis or different things that you were told um, to kind of do or just different coping mechanisms that you found have, have helped you with, you know, getting out of the place that you were at and, and kind of finding that rhythm of, of being in a good spot? So you kind of said it earlier, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's you. And uh, some people take that as selfish. Uh, I don't. I think that initially that I didn't think that's what it was. I was, you know, had to be able to, you know, be with the guys, be with the team, be able to, you know, go to all these places and stuff like that. And that was, you know, good in the beginning, but it was also a really, you know, it was part of the demise as to what, how I fell down is because I really wasn't taking care of myself at the end of the day. And I think that's what people really need to know. And it's not like this textbook, like, Oh, like got to have a self-care day or something like that. Like, yeah, that works for some people, but, you got to like have a self-care like life. You got to be able to look about yourself and be like, I had a good day today because like from what I did and be able to control the controllables. Uh, you know, you can control when you wake up, you can control when you go to the gym, you can control all that stuff. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you know, control about the weather, about how you're feeling maybe that day, you know, mental health wise, but you can control the things that you're going to do to be able to fix that. Whether that be, all right, Hey, I need to, you know, not go out to this party. I need to, you know, really dial in my homework so I can get that stressed out or I can, you know, say no to these guys right now because I just need to, you know, chill out by myself and do this stuff. But people really need to learn that, you know, taking care of yourself, it'll help more because once I did take care of myself, I was able to be a better leader uh, on and off the field. And I was be able to, you know, bring it more to those people, you know, as I was figuring out myself. So it's not like I left those people behind. It's like, Hey, took those, you know, took a break to be able to figure myself out. And then once that happens, you have a better impact on those people that 
you initially had to, you know, take a little bit of a break from. And that's what people really need to just understand is everything else around will fix. And no one, you know, you can write out a list of problems and ask anybody. And I bet you, you know, nine out of 10 people won't write themselves as, you know, one of those things that's going on. And if they did have that on their list, you know, that'd be you know, three exclamation points next to it, you know, important, me, myself, I need to be able to figure out myself. And that's every day it's, it's, you know, it's you against you. And once people realize that um, the other world, the outside world of sports, work, education, relationships, it'll all fall back into place. Because if you have yourself being able to be 100%, then you can give 100% elsewhere. So people just got to take care of themselves, you know, whatever way that be. It's, a, it's not a cookie cutter fix. It's not one, you know, one size fits all for everybody. It's, uh, it's trial and error. It's not a quick fix. Uh, if it was a quick fix, uh, I feel like everyone would be all right. And now in this day, uh, looking back, uh, people sometimes would wish that it was a quick fix. They never went through it. Personally, I know that I don't wish I could go back because it turned me into who I am today. I was lucky that I was, uh, you know, made it out here. I fought the good fight and I'm still here being able to fight and climb the mountain. But people got to know that it's a process and it's an ongoing process. So stay strong, keep fighting. And, you know, one day it's going to be you're going to be you again. Yeah, man, everything you're saying is so spot on. Um, I think that your perspective and your outlook on it all is absolutely incredible. Um, man, I love that what you just said about you wouldn't go back and, you know, change anything because it made you who you are. And I think that's something that is great about your perspective because a lot of, you know, I can definitely relate to that. Uh, and there, there were times where I was going through a super difficult time and just like lowest of the low. And um, it's a time that I wish I was out of, like, I just, you know, hated it. It was this horrible time of my life. I'm sure you mm-hmm. know exactly what I'm talking about, but I know that feeling all too yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And And then, but looking back, I'm so happy that I've, gone through that because now I have this newfound perspective and it was a time where I was really having to do that gut check and say like, Hey, what am I made of? Or, you know, what, what's going on? How do I fix that? And you learn a lot about yourself when you're at that low point, what you're made of. And I think if you look at it with that perspective, like, Hey, this is a test, this is a challenge. It absolutely sucks. But you know, what can I do about this? You know, what, what am I made of? And sometimes you got to remove things, people, situations out of your life that maybe you don't want to at the time, but they're going to ultimately be, be better for you in the long run. And I think that from that low point, you can really grow and come out of that way stronger than you were originally. And I'm super happy that you brought that up because I couldn't agree more. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't have that perspective on it just yet. And it's totally fine because I definitely didn't and I'm still learning and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm perfect by any means. Um, but it's just, you can kind of look at it with the, with that new, perspective okay like yeah this sucks but what am i what am i made of what what can i learn from this and how can i get myself out of this as opposed to this is this just sucks i'm gonna go through every day and this is gonna be miserable and hopefully i wake up and it's gone like that's not the case i tried that doesn't work i'm sure you can agree like for sure you tried it doesn't work you gotta you gotta do some internal digging and and soul searching and realize hey what's what's really the root of these issues what i need to take out what i need to eliminate how can i make positive steps in the right direction and just grow from that yeah, I think there's an amazing quote out there. Um, I wish I knew the quote, but I think it's, uh, you know, rock bottom's a great place to build up. And that's, you know, that's what you got to do. Uh, the more times you hit rock bottom, the higher you go up. Hopefully you don't keep hitting rock bottom. But uh, if I started my mental health journey, 
Uh, I'd be lying if I was like, I'm going to just keep fighting. I'm just going to keep doing that. That'd be a lie. That's not what it was initially. I was just like, this sucks. Uh, you know, maybe tomorrow will be better. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, maybe that tomorrow will be better mindset is how people start out. But the quicker that, you know, maybe today mindset is the one to have, because I think that, you know, a lot of people, have, especially in this day and age, has like realized like what it feels like to get something important to them, you know, taken away. And I think that when you realize that, like, what am I going to do today? That's when it really kicks in for people because uh, there's times where, you know, you don't really want to do anything. You can't do anything. Like you physically can't do anything. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's another like whole side of it where people don't understand. Like I've had days like that where, you know, like some people be like, Oh, I didn't see in class today. It's like, cause I literally couldn't move. Like I couldn't get out of bed, like mentally Mm -hmm. or physically, like I couldn't do it. Yep. And uh, I've gotten better, you know, with that. I think that, you know, that's a very natural thing for people to feel. And, you know, once you realize you're like, I'm going to just fight today, though, I'm going to win today. I don't care about tomorrow right now. And uh, that's kind of the mindset I have with lacrosse as well. It's just like, no matter what it is, whether it's a lift or a practice, uh, especially a game, it's just the, you know, it's the last day thing. It's like, you know, I'm just going to do all I can do today, physically and mentally to be able to just beat whatever is in front of me. And, you know, People say it's sometimes, you know, unattractive to be competitive. Uh, maybe just be competitive with yourself. Just be better with yourself. Uh, take accountability for things you're doing wrong mentally and physically. And once that happens, people are going to be able to improve. Yeah, man, you got an unreal perspective on this all. I love everything that you're saying. This is, uh, it's great. Fire me up. So um, I, it's just, I love everything that you've been saying. And it's just going to really, um, I think it's going to hit home with a lot of people because at the end of the day, like you said, it's just, it's on you. Um, and you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time here. I, I really appreciate you coming on and being vulnerable and, and, and sharing as much as you did. And I think it's really going to help a lot of people out there. And one, one thing I really want to end with that I like to end these podcast episodes with is, um, what are three things that you would like the next person to know, whether it be someone going through the exact same thing you're going through, someone going through a hard time in general, or maybe something that you would have told your younger self, just, you know, a piece of advice. So three things that I'd say, um, number one, I already mentioned, it's not going to be quick. Uh, two, you have to make a choice every single day. And sometimes those choices are tough, especially if you don't have the opportunity or the things that you want in front of you. But uh, one thing that I've always thought in myself, I've never really made it verbal, but if you have one choice that you can always choose and it'll always be there, it's to be, it's to be tough mentally and physically. That's one choice that you can control every single situation. This is just be tough and that'll get you through a lot of stuff in life mentally and physically. If you just choose to be tough, no matter what those two options are in front of you, choose a third to be tough and you'll get through those. And then the third is just, uh, you know, make sure you take care of yourself because once you take care of yourself, everything else is going to be able to fall into perfect place around you. Shouldn't say perfect, but it'll fall into place around you once you uh, take care of yourself. So make sure everything's good with yourself first and then the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised at how how things fall into place and how they kind of work out once you start really, you know, fighting fighting it and um, you know being mentally tough, like you said, and you come out of it and you realize, okay, I'm kind of understanding how things work right now, and you get a different perspective. So that's all been awesome. And um, again, I really appreciate your time and coming on here and, and talking about all this stuff. I know it's uh, you know sometimes not easy, but I just appreciate you you know taking the time and being vulnerable. So thank you again. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. And it was fun.